Broadcasting from within the borders of the greatest success story the world has ever known, the United States of America. It's time for an honest discussion from a fresh, new conservative voice. The C.L. Bryant Show. back with you on this great day in the USA. And hey, folks, I just want you to know that I am so grateful that all of you come along with me on uh, this uh, on days like this when we're able to truly build bridges to conversation. Uh, download free the C.L. Bryan Show app onto your favorite devices. All of the shows are archived there. And, uh, of course, you can go to the website, uh, thecLBryanshow.com, the, the C.L. Bryan Show dot Follow me on Twitter at Rev, R-E-V, at Rev, C-L Bryant. And uh, certainly do thank each and every one of you uh, on the various platforms that we're on. The flagship platform is Red State, Red State Talk uh, Radio, largest talk platform in the nation. We're also with Urban Family Talk, uh, Ministry of American Family Radio, and Loving Liberty. Loving Liberty, we are on with them as well. And uh, thank all of you who replay the show uh, throughout the day, throughout the Fruited Plains of the greatest nation on the face of the planet, the greatest success story the world has ever known. And that is a America, blessed by God from sea to shining sea. And if you are an American citizen by birth or neutral naturalization, uh, you ought to be grateful that you are an American. I am. Now, someone says to you, here's a stick. Oh, let's just say it's a hickory stick it's well fashioned perhaps in the fashion of a hickory stick cane and they give it to you and you happen to be caucasian in america today you're caucasian in america today and you're given this stick and you're wondering what shall i do with it you come up with this bright idea, being Caucasian as you are, and you say, I will hit myself with this stick. <laughs> That's what I'm, go I'm going to hit myself with this stick so that everybody can see just how contrite I am over the evils that I am being blamed for in all of the world. It would be equivalent to someone who is wealthy or someone. Let's just say you're the you have the best house on the block or you drive the biggest car on the block. And you take that same hickory stick, regardless of your color, your skin color, your pallor. And you take that same hickory stick and you start busting out the windows of your own house or your own car. 
That's the equivalent of what uh, progressive liberals are wanting you as Caucasians in this country to do. They want you to take this progressive liberal uh, fashioned hickory stick and beat yourselves with it. They want you to destroy your own house. And the effect that that will have on the rest of us, non-Caucasians, people, as we say, of color in this country, although you better not say colored people, but on people of color in this country, it would be the equivalent of you saying to yourself, I am going to... Uh, I want them to follow my example. What example? Self-loathing? Hatred of self? Oh, hey, folks, believe me, I've been accused so many times since I talk the way I talk and say the things I say of being self-loathing, hating the color of my own skin. No, I love who I am. Love where I came from and the history of my family. I love that. In fact, uh, the richest view that you can possibly have in America is from as being from an ethnicity where your ancestors were once slaves in this nation. The strongest view, the most insightful view, if you'll have the view if you'll take time to view it the most insightful view that you can have of America is being the descendant of some of the people who were in fact enslaved in this country why because you look at yourself as a victor a survivor rather than a victim Oh, yeah. Any of us who survived slavery or maybe your folks came over as serfs or bond servants to the English when they came over. If you are the descendants of any of them or shall I say and I will say any Americans who survived America from its inception to this point, as my people did, my folks were here right after the founding of this nature as we can track them back to around 1780. If you have survived, whether you're white or black in this nation, from those descendants, from those ancestors, if you're descendants of those people, you are a success story, not a story of victimization. However, you must understand that progressive liberals want to use that story as a perpetual story of emotional victimization without sharing with you the benefits of looking at that from the vantage point and the viewpoint that you should have of being victorious and being survivors strong in a land that has given us those prospects. So what do we see now when we look at the game plan of the progressive liberals? We see a people who have declared uh, warfare 
on Caucasians by Caucasians. They are giving weak-minded, weak-willed, and short-sighted Caucasians in this country the idea that somehow they need to punish themselves with that chastening rod, that hickory stick I told you that they have fashioned so that you can be handed the chastening rod to beat yourself with. My dad said this to me many, many years ago. It's still true today, and it makes sense even today. It will always make sense. Son, don't ever give uh, don't ever uh, give someone a stick to hit you with. Are you hearing me? America, let's not give foreign nations. And certainly let's not give ourselves a stick to hit ourselves with. I was using the example of Caucasians in this country because it seems that that is the progressive liberal agenda, even though most of them are white in this country. Most of them are Caucasians in this country. But what are they trying to do in order to garner votes from uh, minorities and minority folks, uh, people of color, even though we can't say colored people, people of color. (laughs) <laughs> oh, how crazy the word police have become. Understand this one thing. That when one of us began to persecute ourselves as Americans because of some things that did happen in our American past that were wrong. But when we want to beat ourselves over that 200, 150 years later so that we punish ourselves perpetually for the sins of our fathers, friends, I got to tell you, that is not intelligent. That, my friends, is the epitome of national ignorance. Yet this is the platform that progressive liberals have prepared and are very willing to stand on along with their black helpers, co-conspirators. Al Sharpton's a co-conspirator in wanting to beat up America over its past. Otherwise, there wouldn't be such a march toward reparations for those who have experienced, whose families, rather, whose families in past history that many of us can't even identify that were slaves in this country. We can't even identify. We don't even know. We just know that evidently we're here. So we must have come from people who were here who were enslaved. So give us money for that. You do understand that is what that boils down to. Even though I don't know who my slave ancestor was, although I do, I personally do found them among the cattle records. Yes, found them among the cattle records in DeSoto Parish. 
Uh, and uh, in Cane River was a whole different story. Uh, too long to go into because we are looking at um, a mixture of blood that went on there. But most people, white or black, in this country have no clue who their great-grandparents were, how they got here, where they came ashore, have no clue. But yet, because we're in America, and because we are black, and evidently we got here through means and by means of slavery, give us money. That, Americans, in any scenario that you can paint, is not intelligent. It's not prudent, fiscally or any otherwise, to do such an asinine thing. So, I was saying to us the other day, and I need to say this to us again today. We are a nation that is blessed by God. And I cited uh, a passage of scripture in Isaiah, the first uh, chapter of Isaiah, uh, around that 18th verse, 17th, 18 verses. That it it encouraged the people then. And if you are someone of a faith-based mind and a world view tells you to come let us reason together but when you are asking people to do unreasonable things then when you ask me then to come to the table with you and reason I must come to that table with the knowledge that you are sitting down at this point in America with people who are utterly unreasonable. Are you hearing me? They are conforming and not being transformed. America in its truest state, in its uh, real self, is a nation that should be a transformative engine and mechanism. That's what it has always been. It has transformed people who knew kings and despots, tyrants and tyrannical governments throughout the world. It is a nation that has transformed and has made a way for people from those places to understand what it is to experience the endowment given to us as Jefferson described from our creator as one that allows every individual to have his or her go at life, liberty, and pursuing your happiness. Regardless of what the king says, regardless of what the elitists say, you can be you in America. But when we look at the landscape of Caucasians opening season on themselves, like Joe Biden, 
like Nancy Pelosi, Ocasio-Cortez, and you may say, oh, well, well, she's Latino. No, she's Caucasian. She may want to uh, portray herself as a person of color, but she's Caucasian, used as a pawn against other Caucasians. Beto O'Rourke, same difference. Caucasian hitting himself with a stick of progressive liberalism. And remember what my dad told me. Son, don't ever give anybody a stick to hit you with. And that's what white progressives are doing. They are wanting to give you a stick. America, especially if you are an American of color, so to speak. But don't dare say colored American. (laughs) Don't say that. But if you're an American of color, (laughs) oh, how nutty. You then have access to a stick that they have provided for you to beat the Caucasian Americans with. And it is the stupidest thing in the world to consider how they relish beating themselves in 2019 America as we had for the presidential election of 2020 with that Caucasian chastising hickory stick that was guaranteed if you listen to the progressive liberals to wash away the sins of white America in this nation. Can I be honest with you? It'll never happen. It can't happen for one reason and one reason alone. And that reason is there is nothing that any of us can possibly do to alter or change the past. The only thing that we should be looking forward to is just how blessed we have been by God through the Judeo-Christian ethic that this nation was founded upon to have a better tomorrow along with a very good today in America as we live it from day to day. But there's nothing, nothing that any of us can do about the sins of our fathers. And there is no atonement that can possibly may be made for the past. The atonement has already been put in place for every one of us to take advantage of. And that is to make sure that the mechanics and the mechanism of the constitution that we have as Americans is strictly adhered to because in it we find equal rights, but we will not find equal outcome. I'm CL.
Red State Talk Radio is now available as a voice command on your Amazon Echo and Echo Dot by simply saying, Alexa, play Red State Talk Radio. Red State Talk Radio on TuneIn. Turn to every single American. Now, we've been hearing all these stories about sanctuary cities, sanctuary cities that... You can now find us on the Amazon Echo and Echo Dot, on TuneIn, on iHeartRadio, and we also have the phone apps in the App Store for your particular phone. And just in case we activated your Echo Dot, Alexa, stop. CL back with you on this great day in the USA, encouraging Americans, exhorting you to renew your minds. Be not conformed to the things of progressive liberal thought and speak. But be transformed as our nation has been a transformative agent in renewing the thinking of the world. The world had never thought the way that it th- thinks today until there was America. The world never thought that we could actually, um, there, could, there could actually be a nation that would survive as long as ours has, with the ideals that are wrought and foundational ideals of this country. Even Lincoln, at the end of the Civil War, stood on a great battlefield, Gettysburg, when he wrote a very short address, the Gettysburg Address. And in that address, he asked a question Can a nation so conceived like ours in liberty, dedicated to the proposition that all men are created equal, can a nation like that, how long can it endure? Well, if we continue down the path of progressive liberalism and continue with the thought patterns that progressive liberals are offering to America today, I can tell you that we won't last very much longer. And surely if we, as Ronald Reagan did, in fact, say to all of us, forget that America is a nation under God, we will be a nation gone under. Now, that's coming from me, a black conservative who happens to be a longtime minister of the gospel in this country. I've pastored three churches from coast to coast in this country. But it is true, it is absolutely true that when we forget that, if any nation forgets that, any nation who has uh, been founded and once held reverence to the Almighty, forget that reverence for the Almighty who sustained them through hard times. England, I'm speaking to pointedly now, England was a nation of prayer. We just came out of uh, the week celebrating the Normandy, the D-Day invasion, uh, to liberate Europe from tyranny and the evil of Hitler, Tojo, and, and Mussolini, the axis of evil. We just came out of a week where we were looking at a country who was praying that God would deliver them. And he did. 
through the aid of another nation who had a biblical worldview founded on Judeo-Christian ethics. But England now has some of the great cathedrals in the world or in Europe. Some of them, many of them are museums. However, there is a resurgence of faith taking place in Europe. Let's hope that we can do our part to help uh, stabilize that resurgence in America, make the kingdom grow, and of course, bring back into the fold those who had fallen away. It is the only way in my discipline that we can sustain ourselves is to continue understanding that whatever endowments we have, whether we're Americans or whether you're Europeans or wherever you are in the world, that endowment comes from the creator of the universe and mankind, God. Now, convictions are on the table. You are being asked to have certain convictions. If you are a progressive liberal, you're asked to hold to bolster and promote progressive liberalism and progressive liberal ideals. Those they want to become your convictions. And they can be. If, in fact, you want to see our nation go down the drain by the conservative camp. And I had Derek Wilburn on with me early and he said something, answered a question that I thought was very uh, compelling, something we should examine. Derek was saying to me in answer to a question of will the Republican Party get its act together and pull itself out of this self-destructive hole that we seem bent and determined to go into. Will we be able to do that with this 2020 election coming on? Derek answered very forthrightly, no, we won't, but we will be successful because the progressive liberals are just too crazy for their own good. And hey, I can agree with that. But he went on to say that the reasons why Republicans will not pull themselves out of this self-loathing hole before Trump's administration is over in five and a half years is because you now have the so-called never Trumpers who are going to have to make some type of stand after Trump is reelected and becomes actually in his four and a half year period, the, the four and a half period, the uh, six and a half period mark in his um, presidency. I don't care who you are. I don't care what president you are. You basically become a lame duck because America now is looking to hire somebody else for the job as the Constitution says we should. They are going to need atonement themselves. They are going to want to put back into place after the Trump era. They're going to want to put back into place 
the same old, same old. They're, they're going to want to revitalize, breathe life back into the money pit swamp that we were talking about draining when we elected Donald John Trump as president of the United States. Mark my word. That is one reason why we have to have this conversation now about our convictions and realize that it is the, con- the true convictions of your heart that generate emotions and feelings. Sometimes, though, that statement is tainted because you have people who don't know how to embrace or why to embrace certain convictions for their lives. Being a black American, I can tell you that for the longest time, I operated against my own self-interest by embracing progressive liberal ideas, even when I was president, two-term president, of the NAACP in Garland, Texas. I see now uh, by being a part of the organization, being one of the leaders in the organization, that there were policies that were coming down the line that would work and have worked against the self-interest of me being black in this country. It worked against the interest of my children. Because I mentioned to you a daughter that I have who is uh, very successful in life as far as money is concerned and, and making a living is concerned, very successful. But for some reason, she has an identity crisis when it comes to those things that she should have true emotional convictions over and uh, should have her feelings attached to you see folks i believe I, I, and 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 this is the building of the the bridge to conversation you never have to agree with me on anything i simply want you to hear the thoughts so that you can turn it over perhaps talk to it someone else about it but i believe this i really truly believe this especially in our nation where everyone has Uh, the equal right to American opportunity. But somehow we have this false image, this false idea of how the outcome should be. Somehow we think that equal rights translates to equal outcome. And if you have a conviction that somehow equal rights translates to equal outcome, then your emotions and your feelings, uh, when they're generated over this issue, are brought to the forefront and brought to a place where you need to speak out and say something then you will certainly speak against your own self-interest. Why? 
because let's just say we've talked about Caucasian Americans. All right. Let's talk about Americans of color, black Americans, so-called brown Americans, Asian Americans. Let's talk about people of color now. If you are a black American and I can speak uh, authoritatively to that, because let's just face it. I have been black all my life and I will be black in America until the day the general, the good Lord calls me from this battlefield. If you are making, let's just give it a figure. If you're making $25,000 a year, let's just say you're making $38,000 a year. And then there is another black person who's making $130,000 a year. Friends, if you are voting whether you're making the 130 or whether you're making the $38,000 a year. If you are voting the same way, one of you is an idiot. I'll say it again. If you are an American, let's just say you're a black American. And you're making $130,000 a year. And you're voting the same way as someone who's making $30,000 or $38,000 a year. One of you is an idiot. Because the fiscal weight of taxation falls heavier on one of you than it does the other. And there is no question that there is a political party that somehow considers a businessman who may just bring home 130,000 a year before taxes. They consider him rich while they consider the guy making 38,000 right at the poverty line. One of you is an idiot. If you're voting the same way, it hasn't always been that way. As far as diversity is concerned in this nation, because at one time, unless you were a doctor, a lawyer, Indian chief, or what have you in this nation, most people of color were indeed in the same boat. But because of that equal right that's guaranteed by our Constitution to every citizen, to opportunity in America, people of color and various ethnicities have become economically diverse within their own communities. And because of that, voting uh, ideals and reasons for voting 
for various ideals by necessity changed. It changed among the Irish. Changed among the Italians. Changed among even Latinos. But it didn't change for blacks. And the only thing that is outside of the common denominator for blacks is that we came out of slavery in this country. And for whatever reason, we were used to being treated as kept people. Oh, you're, you're not hearing me. Oh, I'm saying a whole lot, but you're not. You, I hope you're hearing me. The difference in the mentality of the black person in this country than those of the Irish or the Italians or the Latinos or even the Jamaicans, Nigerians who come to this country, the difference in the mentality of them and the American black person is that somehow in our uh, grooming by the progressive liberal agenda, which actually in modern times began under the great society of Lyndon Johnson, the president who succeeded um, John F. Kennedy, is the fact that black people for the longest time had been treated as a kept people. And for some reason, even after slavery, being kept by the benevolent white masters, progressive liberals, the Democrat Party turned into that plantation, as my movie, Runaway Slave, tells you about. Get it on Amazon. Watch it. Get it on Amazon. Download Runaway Slave, to, uh, Runaway Slave documentary tonight. Talk all about it. It's the uh, grandfather. It is the, the father of the Blexit and walkaway movement. Gra runaway slave. Get my movie. Watch it. It'll tell you why it is not optimal for black people still to view themselves, even though progressive liberals view them as mascots. And people who deserve to continue to be kept in this country through government programs that progressive liberals control, thus becoming the benevolent masters. Black people are used to that. And it's easy to go along with. But as I have said often, and I'll continue to say it, isn't it time now for us to at least try something different? Isn't it at least time for us to take wholeheartedly our American future into our own hands? I'm CO. Inside. You thought I was to die.
Red State Talk Radio is now available as a voice command on your Amazon Echo and Echo Dot by simply saying, Alexa, play Red State Talk Radio. Red State Talk Radio on TuneIn. Turn to every single American. Now, we've been hearing all these stories about sanctuary cities, sanctuary cities that... You can now find us on the Amazon Echo and Echo Dot on TuneIn, on iHeartRadio, and we also have the phone apps in the App Store for your particular phone. And just in case we activated your Echo Dot, Alexa, stop. Stand up for America. Then Americans, stand up, stand up, stand up. God bless you. God bless America. C.L. back with you on this great day in the USA. You're listening to the C.L. Bryant Show. I am C.L. Bryant, and we're on the home stretch of the show today. If you don't get both hours of the show, download free the C.L. Bryant Show app onto your favorite device and listen to us wherever you go live daily. 12.05 in the East until 2 p.m. Two hours <clears throat> pardon, a day is all we ask. Friends, I'm finally over uh, that nasty cold that I must have picked up in an airport or s- somewhere in my travels um, here in these last few weeks. Finally over it. However, um, uh, you know how it hangs around in your throat, especially if that's what you use uh, as your um, means of uh, employment is, is your voice. I was talking to you about the open season on Caucasians. That's been the theme uh, throughout the show, the silver thread that joins all segments of the show together uh, here on uh, this day, uh, open season on Caucasians by Caucasians. Yeah, especially when you look at the progressive liberal camp. They have given themselves and to us a stick to hit them with. Does it make any sense? Only to progressive liberals. And when you look at it that way, then you must come to the conclusion that hey, this really doesn't make any sense, does it? And the answer to that is, uh, no, it doesn't. (laughs) No, it does not. But now, why and how have we come to this point in American history where we have talked so eloquently And have heard from that great modern-day prophet, Dr. MLK, about Americans being judged by the content of character and not the color of skin. Does that not apply to white Americans as well? Should they not be judged by the content of their character or have they already prejudged themselves and then left it to the rest of us to prejudge them simply because they are white? How uh, hypocritical is that when we are talking about and have always talked about from the foundation of our nation, 
forming a more perfect union. And then we come this far down the road in our nation, and the only thing that we see fit to exercise are the tools of divisiveness down the lines of skin color. Isn't that somewhat hypocritical, disingenuous, and just downright unintelligent? To now, at this late date in our nation's existence, now vilify one another, especially Caucasian Americans, because of their skin color, when black folks, that's what we had been battling against since we arrived on these shores. Now, we are seeing white folks, especially progressive liberals, bashing themselves when you listen to Beto O'Rourke and Joe Biden and Nancy Pelosi, when you listen to Al Sharpton, well, of course, Al Sharpton, well, he's black, but Al is a definite pawn of white progressives. There's no question about that. When we look at the goings-on, isn't it odd how hypocritical that is when we have so prominently displayed the ideas that we should be judged by the content of character? There's something that I have learned to do over a vast uh, period of time, in fact, over the last 45 years. I have learned this, Miss, because of the interracial uh, marriage that I have been in for uh, nearly 45 years. And that is to judge and take every individual, one individual at a time, regardless of their race, creed, or color. I have found also to be true when I actually think about the things, the misdeeds that have happened to me and who actually caused them to happen in my life. When I am looking back over the long and dusty trail that my life has been, when I consider who has actually inflicted the most personal damage on me in my life, hey, folks, I got to be truthful with you. It was not white folks. It was people who looked like me. That's who has actually inflicted the most emotional pain. And I'm not talking about since I've been a conservative. I'm talking about throughout my lifetime. And if you, whoever you are, will look back over the dusty trail where you have come, you'll realize that most likely it's been people who look like you who have inflicted the most emotional pain and upheaval 
in your life. So then, as we approach uh, the home stretch of the show, let's then examine why is it then that we are so bent on dividing ourselves in almost tribal ways against other Americans because of things that have happened to us or let's say our ancestors in the past when in present day America if we look at those who have done us the most damage it's been people who look like us regardless of what your ethnicity is if you are an American, let's break it into nationalities. One of the reasons I don't uh, have anything against the Chinese or the Russians or as the one of the reasons why Muhammad Ali refused to be inducted into the military was because he saw for himself in those times that, hey, He's never been called the N-word by Vietnamese. So, Americans, we have a healing that is necessary to take place in this country. A healing of our common senses that must take place if we are to survive. But in the final analysis of our conversation today. I will ask you again this question. As I have asked you in times past, how do we reach a generation that listens with their eyes and of course, think with their feelings. They listen with their eyes, think with their feelings. How is it possible that we can reach them? Because they are looking at old white men hating themselves and young black men segregating themselves, wanting to recapture the glory days of civil rights movement. You cannot relive the past. And unfortunately, we spend so much time in that room, that one room in our three-room house called the past. Yeah, we all have it. You've heard me say it before. Here in our world, in our existence, each of us, 
have this three-roomed house that we all individually inhabit on our own by ourselves in the corners of our minds. And that room, those rooms are namely the future, the present, and the past. And unfortunately, the progressive liberals want you so desperately to spend most of your time when you consider voting in the room called the past. And they want you to vote your conscience and your pocketbook based on past experiences in history. When those things simply do not play well when you're talking about an America that is connected globally to the rest of the world through modern technology. Come, let us reason together and understand that fear and self-loathing in any form by any ethnicity does not produce an optimal outcome for any of us who want to form a more perfect union. Well, that's all I got today. Tune in tomorrow. C.L. Bryant Show. Download the free C.L. Bryant Show app onto your iPhone or Android device. Listen to the show wherever you go. Certainly like for you to participate with me live. But for right now, I want to thank God for bringing us to the close of yet another day. And I want to thank him for our men and women in uniform around the globe who defend our right to speak our minds. And until I'm able to talk to you again, I'm CL and may God bless and keep you all. Timely, credible, thoughtful discussion without the partisan outrage. This is the Loving Liberty Radio Network.